Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about failing forward as it pertains to your career. Why is failure such an important part of our lives? As we learn in this stimulating conversation, how you frame failure can determine whether or not you're taking leaps forward in your career or not. So this is one of my favorite things to think about, and it's the first time we've covered it in detail on the show. My next guest, Michael Ryan, is the author of the book, Make Your Career Go Boom, Not Bust, Practical Tips to Succeed in an Ever-Changing World. Legendary business author Ken Blanchard actually endorsed this book, calling it one of the best self-help books he's read. Universities throughout the U.S. use this book to provide students with an edge as they start their careers. Businesses have hired Michael to provide their workers with the skills to improve performance. And additionally, he's appeared on MSNBC's Morning Joe as well as other media channels. As an award-winning journalist and former media executive, Michael has enjoyed coaching and developing employees, which is one of the reasons he's on the show today. So I can't wait any longer. Let's launch right into it with our Career Warrior Podcast. Hey, Michael, how are you doing today? Hey, good, Chris. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for being on the show. I think we just have such an amazing topic ahead of us. So I wanted to hear a little bit about um, your background. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on is I was skimming throughout your ebook um, when you first sent it and saw this chapter on failure. So I thought there'd be no better way to kind of prep the stage to just give a little bit of background. And if you wouldn't mind sharing that story, I think that would be great. Sure. No, I had um, started my career um, when I was 16 years old, working at a newspaper in Elmira, New York. And then I wanted to become an accountant, but I ended up uh, following through in, in uh, communications and journalism and worked in Rochester for a long time as sports editor and news editor, and then went to Pensacola as managing editor. And yeah. then uh, went to Rochester and then went to Phoenix, where I ended up uh, was one of the vice presidents there. Um, the story that you reference is, and I think too often people don't want to talk about failure. You know, people only want to talk about winning. But the fact is, let's keep in mind that oftentimes people need to experience quote unquote failure to really appreciate winning. I mean, you think of the, one of the best football coaches um, ever is Bill Belichick. Well, Bill Belichick struggled in Cleveland before he ended up going on to becoming the coach at the New England Patriots and winning six Super Bowls. So failure is not the issue. It's how you respond from failure. Right. And in my case, I learned about it when I came from Rochester to Pensacola. And when I interviewed in, Pens in Pensacola, I didn't really listen to what the people told me because I could sense the red flags that this was a place that had always struggled. But in my naivete or in just my confidence, maybe bordering on cockiness, well, I'd never experienced failure. So I thought, well, gee, just because everybody else had been successful, I will become successful there. And I really struggled there for a while until I was able to get it turned around. So I just really then appreciated that, hey, you know, sometimes things happen in life. They may not be things that you actually cause but circumstances may cause what you might 
determine your own career is failure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because as job seekers or as, you know, employees, we're, we're primarily just focused on the things that we've achieved. And just imagine the process of writing a resume. You have to think about the past all the past positions and all the amazing things you've done. But I thought it was interesting that someone, I, th- I think I saw this on LinkedIn somewhere, but they came up with a fail resume <laughs> that basically sh- highlighted every single time in their career that they had failed and what they learned from that failure. Now, whether or not this individual sent this out to employees, I don't really know, but I just thought that this was such a cool exercise. And I can really see the merit of looking back and introspect about your past failures. No. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I remember reading a column on a Friday in USA Today. Al Newhart had, uh, was the CEO of Gannett. And he's the one who was the brainchild and the force behind the creation of USA Today. Yeah. And one Friday, he wrote a column about a member of the then Clinton administration who had always done so great in his whole career. And he mentioned about how the guy ended up committing suicide. And now Newhart kind of tried to take a leap that because the guy had never experienced any failure, maybe that's why he committed suicide. But the big takeaway from the column, and what I always remembered, was Newhart saying, if you haven't experienced failure by the time you're 40 years old, get going. Because you probably haven't taken many risks in your life. And he said, you know, it's okay to take calculated risks. And if they don't all work out, it's okay. And I think that's too often what happens is that, you know, you can always play it so safe in your career. But other times, it's willing to take a risk and realizing that, hey, it may not work out. But, you know, you can grow from it. Let's say I am skeptical about this whole idea of failure. And I think that I could... You know, I could I could probably just keep moving forward in my career if I learn from other people's mistakes or if I just read books and just keep pushing forward. Why why do I actually need failure to propel me forward in my career? Why is it necessary? I think it's necessary in the sense it's gonna help you because of what you learn from that. If you don't learn from it, that's the problem. It's like what Mike Tyson said once, everybody has a plan until they're knocked in the face. And then you really can kind of see how they bounce back. And Vince Lombardi, the football coach, said, hey, one of the greatest things yeah. is not is getting knocked on your knees and getting back up. So I think that's where people need to be focused on. And, and the thing, too, Chris, that I always remember is some people might go, well, gee, I don't want to experience failure in my career. And they always think their career is going to be like a rocket ship. It's like a straight up. But you know what? It doesn't always happen that way. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. And that's where you really then need to, you know, say, hey, listen, okay, it happened, get over it, move on. You know, I was giving a counseling session to somebody who I'm mentoring and because of the coronavirus, he lost his job and he was very unhappy and angry. But there's almost like that 24 hour rule that, hey, listen, you can be angry for a day, then you have to figure out, okay, where am I gonna go from here? What did I learn from this experience? How can it benefit me going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure failure is different for each individual person, like the definition of failure. 
But is that what you would say it is? It's it's when someone decides for themselves whether they failed or are there are there some actual things that might point to the fact that you're you're failing at something in your career? Well, I think there's sometimes people fail because they're misplaced. You know, yeah. they're into something they really don't like. They don't they're not passionate about it. So I think that's sometimes where people experience failure. Oftentimes, sometimes failure may not be that they lost, but you know that they just didn't achieve what they wanted to. They went into a career they really didn't want to do, but they felt pressure to do. And then all of a sudden, you know, they look back at their life and they sometimes think, well, gee, that was kind of a waste. It was kind of a failure that I spent 30 years doing something I don't really want to do. It's always interesting to keep in mind for, for, your, um, for your listeners. You know, a workday, you know, is most people work five out of the seven days. So in life, you're going to spend a lot more time working than not working. Talk about two different types of people. There's Monday people and there's Friday people. Monday people are those who, you know, enjoy their weekend, but are eager to get back to work on Monday. But so often you have a lot of people who are Friday people who, you know, on a Wednesday, they're already counting down to the weekend because they can't stand their job. <laughs> And then, in, you know, they may be doing okay, but it's really kind of a failure on them because you're doing something they really don't enjoy doing. Yeah, I think that's a huge one for a lot of people, you know, talking with past job seekers that I've had, you know, who have come to our, our resume service, a lot of them have felt like they're either, you know, they're just stagnating in their career for whatever reason, or they realize that this is something that they really haven't wanted to do and they'd rather do something else. So... I'm I'm thinking about a past company that I worked for. I'm not I'm obviously not going to call it out or anything, but it did take me a while to realize that this was something that wasn't aligned with my goals in in life, and I just was so comfortable with the status quo, and that made it that made it really hard for me to quit. You know, Chris, and that's where I really give you credit because knowing your past is that you did have the guts to make a change. I mean, there was a it was guy hard, yeah, it is hard. I had a guy that I mentored at the Arizona Republic. You know, he's making about $90,000 a year as an advertising sales rep manager. He was, you know, he was, he was on the track to becoming more of a manager. But he really had a passion for getting into television. And as I wrote about, write about in the book, he ended up taking a 75% pay cut to go to West Virginia so he could work in TV. And you know what? Now he's in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and is very happy. He's making maybe about half of what he was doing, but he's enjoying mm -hmm. himself. And you know, especially today, there's going to be a lot of people experiencing what they're going to conceive as failure because yeah. of this coronavirus. People are going to be losing their jobs. You know, maybe they didn't do something, but companies are downsizing. The key is going to be is people picking themselves up and getting focused and, and, and getting to pe with people like you who can help them really do get refocused because it's going to be so important today to really, you know, be out there explaining the skills that you can bring to a company. Absolutely. And Michael, I want to talk about alignment because that's one thing that you touched upon in your last answer. I just, I just thought it was so intriguing. Um, you know, let's say that I am in the period of my life where I feel like I am not in alignment with where I want to be what would you say is like the best way to determine if I really am aligned and then how would I be able to find the next step in my career? 
I think sometimes it's it's good just to you know there's assessment tests you can take or whatever to just kind of figure out what what really is of interest to you. What do you really like doing? And then trying to figure out, hey, how can I make money doing that? And and, and too often because you know people don't think as much about wow you know the opportunities out there and also looking to see the type of industries you're getting into. I mean, if you're getting into wanting to get into the newspaper business, for example, I mean, it's probably not a smart idea these days because newspapers are downsizing. Who knows how much longer newspapers will be there. But if you, but the communications business will grow in different venues and different ways of people communicating. Now, I mean, companies have learned now, hey, Zoom is a great way to, to conduct meetings. We don't have to see people always face-to-face. So always look at the industries yeah. that look like that they could be growing, potentially adding people and, and seeing are any of those of interest to you. But I think it's always good, you know, every few years to just do a self-assessment and say, hey, am I really happy? Do, is there something I, should, I really want to do? Because people tend to be happier in their jobs if they're doing something they like than if they're just doing something because they need a paycheck. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, you know, I think the thinking about my past five years or six years as an entrepreneur, I think the the one thing that has helped me go from failure to failure, rejection to rejection is the fact that I enjoy the heck out of what I'm doing every single day. And I know that once I get past whatever setback it is, um, I know that there's something waiting for me on the other side. And that's just true enjoyment. There's, there's a school of thought out there and there's a bunch of people making a push to, to not really care about, you know, doing something that you love. You know, I would push back and fight against that saying that it really does matter how passionate you are about the thing that you're doing, because you're not going to have the right, the right type of energy to keep pushing forward past failure and adversity. So great point. There was a key word you met, made, Chris, is setback. Yeah. Because it's not failure. It's just setback. Hey, listen, something didn't work out. Okay, I learned from it. I move on. But too often times, the people forget it's so important to stay positive. When I left the Arizona Republic and started my own media consulting business, people would ask me, how's things going? Oh, things are going great. You know, I didn't have a client yet. But it was like, hey, the perception is people want to be with winners. And if you're down in the mouth, oh my gosh, you know, I lost. And this is what I was telling the guy that I was mentoring the other day. You got to be positive about this. And the people ask you about this, you know, hey, it's a tough time out there, but hey, listen, I learned some great skills. I'm going to be really ready to, to move on to do other things. You've got to look at the positive because you may want to have a pity party, but people are going to be looking for people who are positive. And so look to the positive. And instead of seeing them as failures, it's like, hey, it's a setback. I'm going to get through it. Yeah, exactly. I'm remembering that fail resume. It's, it's like, I was like, this is going to be terrible. But every, every single one of those lines I saw, it was, it was a setback. It wasn't framed as like the ultimate fail of their life or their career. It was, it was framed rather, rather well and positively. And the whole key in life is, hey, how do you bounce back? It's like a quarterback. You know, if all of a sudden they throw the interception, they can't come back out on the field the next time think, oh my gosh, you know, I threw an interception this time. I'm probably going to do it the next time. You've got to be positive and, and, and training yourself to be positive 
and thinking it positively is really important. You know, Michael, I have a really a really big question, I guess, to unpack here. And I, I think there, this would really cover the meat of this podcast episode. Let's talk about the actual process of turning a failure to an opportunity. It's, it's cliche to just say, turn failure to opportunity and just leave it at that. I think it warrants a lot of detail and explanation. So I, I want to use this extreme example, which is, let's say I just got either laid off or perhaps fired from my company for, let's say, underperforming. So let's say this was a clear, obvious failure or mismatch with the company that I was a part of. What would you tell me would be step one to do after I just got let go from my company? The first step you do is you need to step outside for a little bit and do a true self-assessment. Because the one person you can't fool is looking in your mirror because that same picture is looking coming back at you. Too often times people want to come up with excuses. But you really need to think to yourself, why didn't this work? What did I not do? Now, what didn't they do? What did I do that caused this result? You know, why did I underperform? What was going on there? It may be, hey, you know what? I don't like selling. And then you have to ask yourself, well, okay, if you don't like selling, why are you going to apply for another sales job? Because chance of succeeding is probably not going to be that great the next job. So really take the time, you know, and spend a few days, you know, maybe a week or so, just really dwelling on that and just self-reflection. Yeah. And not be talking to a lot of different people because a lot of different people, oh, yeah, no, they were so, you know, they were cruel to you. You shouldn't have been like that. I always thought it was interesting when people would ask me, you know, well, what did you get for that grade in the class? The only person a grade really means anything to is the person who got the grade. Because yeah. he or she knows how hard they worked for it or didn't work. Because sometimes in life, you get an A for a class, you put in minimal effort. But I remember getting a B in Spanish, and I was thrilled because I worked very hard to get that B. So beginning, the first step is to do a real honest self-assessment. And Truth. not be afraid to really dig in and be honest with what you hear. I'm a huge fan of journaling and writing it out because sometimes these thoughts are all stuck in my head. And once I get it out on paper or out even on a computer screen on a Google Doc, you know, when I think things through, it's it's I'm able to get a lot more clarity. Or even take your phone and hit the record button and just talk into it. I love that. <laughs> That's a great idea. You can just share, hey, here's here's a stream of consciousness of here's what I'm here's where I'm at. But the thing that's journaling is good or keeping it is because then stepping back later and looking at it and with the reflection of, you know, the time that's gone past to be able to see, hey, what, you know, how do, how do I recover from this? Okay. There's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to be in this position because companies are going to be downsizing and people who never expected to lose their jobs are losing their jobs. Now is the time for people really to be smart and really do the assessment and the reflection they need going forward. So step one is is assessing yourself, getting true clarity on your past and then what you enjoy doing, what you feel called to do, what you feel good at. Where does this turn into an opportunity to move forward in my career? 
the opportunity then comes once you have figured out of, okay, what did I learn from this experience? Where would I like to go? So that if you don't want to go do sales, what would you like to do? Then the next thing you need to do is once you have a path on what you want to do is to start networking. Start reaching out to people who can help you. Too often in life, I found people would go, well, gee, how come I didn't get that promotion? Or how come I didn't get this or that? Did the person who was making that decision know that's what you wanted? People sit back thinking somebody is going to just, you know, come along and go, oh, wow, you know, we have this position. I'm sure you're interested. So you need to network. Yes. The key to networking is being very positive. So that when people want you to say negative things about your company, you don't fall in the trap. You, you know, you say, hey, listen, you know, this was, it was a great learning experience and really focus on the positives, the things that you take away from that. Because nowadays, especially, you know, people can do their research and they're going to ask you, well, how come you didn't mention this on your resume or how come you, you work there? And you've got to be able to answer those questions. But you also need to reach out to people because you never know the people who can help you in your career. I think that is some of the best advice, especially when it comes to, in the context of failure is because we're trying to frame it in terms of an opportunity. And I know the, just the word positive and the word networking, sometimes to people, they may just, they may be turned off. They may be like, ah, oh, if I hear that one more time, but there is no better way. There's absolutely no better way to turn failure to an opportunity than to be that way. Because if you're sitting around, you're being a negative Nelly, even your demeanor and even your posture is conveying that of, of a negative nature, then you're not going to have much success in your networking. So it's easier said than done. And I know some people may be in a really tough place right now, but I would just encourage them to go back to step one and just to really take time for themselves. But I would encourage every single person who feels like they are going through a failure right now or know they experienced one in the past to actually take those two steps regardless, because a lot of people may be in the situation where they haven't been let go yet, but you know that their careers are not going in, in the good direction. So, and, and the thing about it is too often people aren't proactive. When I left the Arizona Republic in 2012, I could see where the business was going. I knew that the newspaper business was going to continue to decline. So there's businesses out there that people need to see, well, gee, I didn't get laid off today. I'm not losing my job tomorrow, but am I really positioned for where I need to be for the future? And sometimes it's better to, you know, get yourself in in a good state or maybe switching roles before you are let go. Because too often times people go, well, it was a real surprise to me. Well, if the company's struggling, is it really a surprise? That's where, you know, people too often just seem to bury their heads and not really see what's going on upon them. And that's where, you know, as we get through this coronavirus, there's going to be a lot of different opportunities out there. There's going to be industries that you know, that are going to flourish out of this. And there's going to be industries that are going to be in severe decline. And if you're in one of those, then you better start thinking to yourself, hey, how am I going to position myself so that in the future that I'm going to be okay? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Michael, you've been such a fantastic guest. You know, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on this episode and talking about such a thing. You know, I want to leave listeners with just a, a really quick story. And uh, I didn't tell you this in the previous call, but, you know, failure is such an important topic for me because um, I remember this was kind of in the initial stages of, you know, growing the business. And we ran, I think, several campaigns. These were marketing campaigns that just did not go over well. And I say that because the ROI was next to nothing and I was spending, you know, thousands of dollars. And so this actually set me back financially and was very painful for me. But I was able to learn from that and know that this was something that didn't really work for my business or something that I I failed at. And that set me in another direction, which eventually led to more content, which eventually led to even the birth of this podcast, which now you know, delivers value to that thousands of job seekers out there. So to anyone that says that it's not possible to turn a failure into an opportunity that's even greater than the thing you were working on previously, I would argue against wholeheartedly. So thanks for coming on this episode. And I just think that it's just such a good topic, man. Well, I think like you said, seeing it as a setback and not as something that's devastating. And being able to learn from it, because what you did was what the steps we talked about. You learn from, hey, listen, what, what didn't work, and you didn't keep repeating the mistake, because too often times people repeat the same mistake. Yeah. So you learn from your mistake, and then figure out, hey, here's a different opportunity. Well, Michael, before we hear about your book here, I wanted to ask you, if you could talk to every single person one-on-one who feels like they just failed at something in their career, what words of advice would you tell them? I would tell them that they need to shake it off. They need to figure out what went wrong, how they're going to prevent that happening in the future, and then get back out there. Because the fact is, it's kind of like, you know, you know, the old expression about riding a horse. You get thrown from the horse, you got to get back up. You yeah. got to get back on the horse. But the person who gets back on the horse also realizes, hey, what did I do wrong the last time that I'm not going to do this time? Because if you keep getting thrown off your horse, you're not going to be a great cowboy or probably <laughs> or a great anything. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Michael Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Now, tell us about your book here. How did, first of all, how did your book come to be? What was the origin story of it? It was interesting, Chris, and I appreciate you asking because um, I had always enjoyed mentoring people in my career because I was very fortunate early on to have some people who helped me along the way. So I always felt that was one of my key roles as a manager was to develop our talent, develop people so that they could be the future leaders of the company. And so I would always keep in my computer file notes or examples that I would use because I knew eventually once I left the Arizona Republic that I wanted to write this book. And so I was very fortunate to have a bunch of information that I wanted to convey. And so then after I left, um, I, wrote the, I wrote my first book. And fortunately, um, Joe Scarborough, the host of Morning Joe, who I knew and had endorsed my book, had me on. And a professor at Southern Oregon University saw the interview, ended up using the book. And as you would know, um, they always tell you when you capture people's email addresses to go back and reach out to them. And uh, I reached out to the people who bought the book off my website. And uh, the professor at Southern Oregon liked the book so much, he started using it with his students. And I go, well, gee, maybe there's a market there. And so now universities throughout the country use the book. 
Then That's a couple awesome. of years ago, I was in the process of updating my first book when I, by happenstance, I played in a, a golf tournament with Ken Blanchard. And um, at the end, he wanted to my address because he wanted to send me a copy of his book and he wanted to see what I was doing with mine. And, um, so I sent it to him on a Sunday um, because I got it from the designer. How did I, I want to go back to how did how did he hear about the book? Was it just you you struck up a conversation with Ken Blanchard and you were like, I have this book. That's amazing. It was interesting because my um, cousin's um, husband invited me to play in this tournament. So we um, we were paired with these two other guys. And so, you know, you're, you're playing with other people. You go up and introduce yourself. And one guy goes, hi, I'm Phil. And the other guy goes, hi, I'm Ken. So we're riding in the golf cart <laughs> up to the first hole. And he goes, do you know who that Ken is? And I go, no. And he goes, well, that's Ken Blanchard. And I go, wow. And so during the course of an 18-hole round, you know, you're visiting with people. And I was asking about his stuff. And he was asking what I was doing and happened to mention the book. So at dinner, we sat next to each other. So that's when he was nice enough to say he wanted to send me a copy and wanted to see what I had done. So I sent it to him on a Sunday and then on Monday morning, I'm in my office and I see the phone ring and I put his phone number at my phone so I could see how caller ID it was Ken Blanchard. And so he called and he said, wow, you're a fantastic writer. And he goes, this is one of the best self-help books I've ever read. And I'd like to endorse the book. So that was wow. really nice of him. And so the second book is, is done well as in, 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 to helping people again with their careers, whether they're starting out or whether in mid-career or even later in career, because it's just, it's like 40 practical tips that you can really apply. And that's the, that's the nice thing about it. It's not heavy lifting, but it's just a lot of practical stuff that sometimes people, you know, they say, oh, well, yeah, I know that, but they don't really know that. And it's stuff that they may have heard, but it never really resonated with them. So right. it's been really great because being able to reach a lot of people with the book. That's awesome. And I'm blown away by the story because you never know how career opportunities can present themselves. They could present themselves at a golf tournament. They could present themselves through an application. You never know. So thanks for sharing that. How can people get a hold of this book? Yeah, it's it's on Amazon. So it's in Make Your Career Go Boom, Not Bust. The other way, if people want to, they can send me an email at americascareercoach at gmail.com and I'll send them out a, a sample chapter or two so they can... Uh, take a look at it and see if it would work for them. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. And um, for those of you listeners here, I'll just remind you for the hundredth time here, I drop these links within the description of the podcast. So please just pause whenever you're done, you know, jogging or driving and check out those links in the description. I'll make sure to include Michael's email. I'll also make sure to include the link to the book as well. Michael's writing is great. I would endorse the book too, as well on this podcast. So, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were such a great guest, and thanks for your insights about failure and everything else. Hey, you're more than welcome, Chris. All the best to you and your listeners. All right, this concludes our Career Warrior podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Can't emphasize how valuable it is to not only process your failure through introspection, but also to find the opportunities within them. Every single person goes through it, no matter what, no matter what stage they are, no matter where they are within history, every single person goes through failure. In fact, don't get down when you go and experience it yourself. So we have a few other episode links that pertain to failure. 
Um, we have one a rejection. I'll make sure to share that also within the description as well. But that's everything for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.